0: This is The Data Dump, bite-sized data stories for your ears. I'm your host, Zach Bowders. July 1966 in theaters. Though it was not the first time Batman graced the silver screen, he'd previously appeared twice in the 1940s, it was the first time it made a massive cultural impact. The Adam West Batman television series the film was based on was kitschy, satirical, goofy, and a massive cultural hit. The Batman film released on the heels of the first season of the TV show and turned the series' famous camp up to 11. And it paid off. Batman was a hit. The biff-pow silliness of Adam West became synonymous with comic book properties for decades after the TV show's three seasons. In many ways, this was a detriment because it would be decades before another attempt at the Dark Knight in cinemas would occur. With Batman specifically and comic book properties at large tied to the campy silliness of the Adam West Batman, they weren't seen as something appealing for mass audiences. The late 1970s brought about a live-action Superman with a sort of, golly gee, American wholesomeness, but that's not what Batman is all about. And while there have been different takes on Batman during the years, as evidenced by the difference between Christopher Nolan, Tim Burton, and Adam West-type Batmans, Superman is more down the middle, and Batman has varied from camp to ultra grim seriousness. It would be quirky director Tim Burton's 1989 Batman film that would change this perception. The grim and surreal take on Batman borrowed heavily from Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns comic, which came out a few years earlier, which redefined Batman as a hard-edged badass. In fact, it's Miller's Dark Knight Returns that has been the definitive Batman that has been mimicked on small and large screens for the past three to four decades. And we have seen this grim Batman model executed to varying degrees of success. Well today, based on Rotten Tomatoes' critical scores, we can quantify the most critically popular Batman and you might be surprised. With the 2022 release of The Batman, there have now been seven cinematic Batman since the 1966 Batman. In order of appearance, we have Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmore, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and now Robert Pattinson. While some of these Batmen carried multiple films, like Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, and Ben Affleck, all of the rest to this point have only appeared in one Batman film. Ben Affleck also has the unique distinction of not just appearing in Batman films, but in Justice League films as well, which previously didn't exist, and also in two versions of the same film, with the Justice League film having been released in more than one format with more than one director attached. So if we want to weigh the critical popularity of the various Batman, Ben Affleck is actually going to be measured twice on Justice League, as the two different cuts of the film are so distinct and unique comparatively that it's basically two different movies entirely. Rather than starting at the top of the list, let's start at the bottom, and that unfortunately falls to Mr. George Clooney. Batman and Robin was director Joel Schumacher's second turn at The Dark Knight Detective, and George Clooney's first and final. And it has a Rotten Tomatoes critical score of a 12, which is laughably terrible. Whether the uneven tone, the homages to the camp of the Adam West era, or George Clooney's smirking unlikability as Batman, this film is largely derided, and George Clooney himself blamed it for, effectively, Batman not appearing in theaters for almost a decade afterwards. Our second worst Batman is Val Kilmer, who also only starred in one Batman film. Interestingly, the one immediately before George Clooney, also directed by Joel Schumacher. At a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, this is by no means a good movie, and it is caught somewhere between the Tim Burton darkness and the later Batman and Robin over the top goofiness, and it just really doesn't ever find an even tone. Our third worst Batman is Ben Affleck. If we exclude cameos such as Suicide Squad, Ben Affleck starred as Batman in three different films, Batman v Superman, Justice League, and then the re-release of Justice League by the original director. Batman v Superman is a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it the second worst Batman movie ever. Somehow it is worse than Batman Forever. And Justice League is also very terrible at a score of 40%. But interestingly enough, Affleck's score is buoyed greatly by Zack Snyder's Justice League, which has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 71, which puts it solidly in the fresh range. It also presents quite a bit of irony because this is a film that was taken away from Zack Snyder, the original director. Many say he stepped away due to family matters, but later documents seem to indicate that that's not quite the entire story, and it's fascinating that his original vision of the film is a much better film than what ended up being released in theaters. In the middle of our bat pack is fan favorite Michael Keaton, who took two turns as Batman in Batman and Batman Returns in 1989 and 1992 respectively, with the original Batman being a 71 on Rotten Tomatoes and Batman Returns coming in at an 80. This actually comes as a big surprise for me, especially with new data coming in with scores from the Batman. The large perception has been that Michael Keaton is arguably either the best or second best Batman, maybe after Christian Bale. But the numbers don't prove that out. In fact, Adam West is a more highly reviewed Batman, with the 1966 Batman coming in at a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. While this is only three percentage points higher than Michael Keaton, It is quantifiable. That brings us to our second best Batman, which is Robert Pattinson in The Batman, which scores currently sit at 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, it's still early. This movie came out last weekend, so scores are still settling and we'll ultimately find an equilibrium, but we're late enough into the release that these numbers are looking pretty sound, especially with the advent of modern manipulation and cherry-picking of reviewers, studios more commonly release their films to the friendliest of reviewers up front, so you'll get a much higher score, and then as it's released more broadly, you'll see those scores drop off sometimes by as much as 20 or 30 percentage points. But we haven't seen that with The Batman. In fact, in the last couple weeks, it's only moved about three points from an 88 down to an 85. So we can take that with some degree of confidence that The Batman is not only fresh, but very, very good. In fact, this 85% places it higher than Christian Bale's first turn as Batman in 2005's Batman Begins, directed by Christopher Nolan. The three Nolan films starring Christian Bale place Bale as the top Batman with an 88% average Rotten Tomatoes score, with the high point of his turn being 2008's The Dark Knight, which is still a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. The Dark Knight Rises in 2012 slid to 87%, which still makes it quite a good movie, but not quite as good as The Dark Knight. If we put Batman films on a timeline, we would see Adam West dip a little bit as we hit the first Michael Keaton film, rise up, and then continue to plummet through Kilmer to Clooney, and then not appear at all for about seven or eight years until we get the three Christian Bale Batman films, which are three of the highest reviewed Batman films. And then we experience the plunge once again as we hit the Batfleck era with Batman v Superman. And then we rise up out of the bad Justice League to the better Justice League to the apparently amazing The Batman. So what are our takeaways here? I mean, there's not a lot of numbers here, right? There's about seven people, a handful of films i would say my biggest discoveries are that michael keaton isn't as good as i thought he was that adam west is better than i expected and george clooney is even worse than i expected him to be batman and robin is bad i was a teenager at the time a young teenager i should have loved that movie because i loved everything and even i knew that that was a bad bad movie and i feel sympathy for ben affleck because his turn in the actual Zack Snyder Justice League was actually really good, and I would have liked to have seen more than that. I feel like he got a short shrift. I feel like he was in some bad films. But at the end of the day, he turned in a pretty good performance in the end, and I liked seeing it. Anyway, this has been the Data Dump, the Batman edition. Thanks for listening. At 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate you listening to the Data Plus Love podcast. If you'd like to see more about what we're up to with the show, go to anchor.fm slash data plus love. Just spell it out, not a literal plus sign. Here you'll be able to see our library of episodes as well as interact with them either through polls or comments or leave a voicemail message that I'll put on an episode. You can interact with me personally by joining me on Twitter. I'm at Zach Bowders, not hard to hunt down. And if you like what you're hearing, consider leaving a tip for us or signing up for a small monthly donation at our ko-fi.com slash data plus love. Buying a cup of coffee for the show is just $3. And get more if you choose, or sign up to give that $3 or more monthly. Either way, I really appreciate it. Lastly, if you'd like to see more of my public data viz work, check me out on Tableau Public. So go to public.tableau.com and search for Zach Bowders. I'm the only one. You won't have trouble finding me. I promise. So thanks again for hanging on to the end of the show. I really appreciate all of your listens. And until next time, this has been Zach Bowders for the Data Plus Love Network.